This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by K12.com and our good friends over at Caroline's Coffee. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. All right, it's time to head back to school. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. Welcome to episode 116 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, Back to School. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You remember that commercial back in the day when they used to do the most wonderful time of the year? Oh, yeah. I think they still play it. It's very cool. I know. I think we used to make fun of it, but now I mean it. Like, yes, the kids are going back. (laughs) I'm sad to see our... Uh, 1970 summer come to a close but I know. my buddies over at Stuff You Should Know I've been listening you know I listen to Chuck and Josh on that podcast yeah um, and I've plugged them before because I think they're a great podcast and they're we're nowhere in their league I mean they, they reach <laughs> out to millions um, but they're from the uh, How Stuff Works um, websites uh, they did an episode a two part episode on Evil Knievel yeah nothing says the 70s more than Evil Knievel oh, to me geez. here's the deal they did a one part episode on Isaac Newton <laughs> It did two part. That's that's how much cultural you are making junk. the hair on my neck yeah. stand up. It's a great podcast episode, though. If you don't know anything about Evil Knievel, it's really interesting. And if you don't know anything about Isaac Newton, listen to that one first. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so that's coming to a close, and we're heading back to school. Uh, but what are we doing this week? There's a reason we're kicking this episode. Uh, Making it a little shorter and a a little bit of something that our listeners can grab onto. We have a big event coming up this weekend. Yeah, we have a wedding of our firstborn son. Yeah, so we are getting in the studio to record a quick episode because Mm -hmm. we have a lot coming up for that one. I'm officiating the service. You are, what are you doing? Showing up. (laughs) You are showing up. (laughs) You know, it's an unusual little um, event because... Uh, it just, for a lot of reasons, we don't want to share a story that isn't ours, um, that we haven't asked our son for permission for. Um, but he and his bride wanted something simple and small and quiet. And, um, except for us broadcasting it to thousands of people on a podcast, it's just going to be quiet. (laughs) We, we talked about this a little bit on last week's episode. Uh, we talked about him being a videographer Mm -hmm. and he gets kind of sick and tired of a bunch of ridiculous <laughs> behavior at weddings to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. To him. I mean, mm-hmm. some people. Well, might, some of it is ridiculous behavior. A lot of for people sure. may love the unity candles and the mixing of sand and the digging of dirt and the planting of plant. I don't know what's the other stuff they do. <laughs> well, all the, all the things. You, you know my all opinion the trends. towards weddings, right, Kendra? Yeah, quick and dirty. That's yeah. how you like them. And I don't like them on what? <laughs> Saturday. No, I don't like Saturday weddings because <laughs> I'm not dressed for a wedding on Saturday. <laughs> You're such a I'm guy. Really not dressed for a wedding on Sunday yeah, either. Yeah, but women women like these events. Um, yeah, and a lot so of guys do too. I mean, don't you? Are you not ever inspired to like? Wow, you know what? Let's let's remember why we got into this crazy relationship. And no, no, I'm not. I don't <laughs> care about weddings. 
<laughs> I could do that and with you right now. And there you have now. it, folks. We, right now, did, you just reminded me about so our you vows. you thought our wedding was just a gigantic waste of time. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this as we're putting together these two weddings, because then our next son gets married in December. And I'm right. thinking about like all the effort going into that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that the the young woman he's marrying it's it's the only daughter mm-hmm. of their of her parents so mm-hmm. it, it's a little more like yeah a lot more traditional, traditional stuff going on a uh-huh. lot more planning big party and, it's gonna be um, fun so I'm I'm looking at these two weddings and I was thinking about our wedding I didn't do anything like I just showed up you schmuck I know I horrible. did everything <laughs> that was horrible like I think about it and think I really didn't put any effort in yeah like I picked our clothes and. I think Probably guys now, questions. though, I think a lot of guys now are more involved than they used to be in yeah. the planning of yeah. the wedding and stuff like that. Kind of like now. having babies back in the day. So mm-hmm. you just sit out in the waiting room and wait for them to show you, you your You didn't do that. Although you did almost miss the first one because you were going out to breakfast with my parents. No, I, and I would tell you this, that if you had a baby right now, mm-hmm. you wouldn't I, would, either. I wouldn't mind missing it. <laughs> Like, I feel like I've yes, been there. Fletch, we know. That was established at the fifth birth. Yeah, it took I've, you five to admit that. I've been around eight. I was there. I just don't need to be there for all of them. All right. I don't know if you need to be there. Do you? <laughs> People are really uptight okay. about this. So maybe we need to take a poll. Go to the Facebook page of Homeschooling IRL and tell we us. just did a good one. Do you guys we, need to be in the delivery room or not? We just did a great not? episode on sex ed for parents. Yeah. I feel like I'm saying things that are just going to kill our sex life. So, yeah, I loved our wedding. I loved being there. I loved being the birth of all of our kids. Oh, yeah. You're so full of I love you. I think our listeners know that. Do you know that? I love I sent you. You sent me a one-word question this week. I did? Yeah. Do you want to go to Atlanta with me? That's not a one-word question. That's oh, I'm in a one-sentence. Yeah, one-sentence question. Atlanta with like, me. Do you want to go to words. Atlanta? And I sent you a paragraph response of why I love traveling with you. I know. So I don't know. judge me, people. Well, so you, know you just hers? told a little secret. We might, we might indeed, in fact, be at Teach Them Diligently in Atlanta next year. We've yeah. done Atlanta before. Are we going before. anywhere else? Mm, we're going to we Baltimore, are, Maryland. Yeah, uh, not Baltimore, not Baltimore Maryland. but we, yeah, we are. We're speaking at a family camp together. We are the speakers at the family camp in, in Maryland, Maryland at Sandy Cove. So, wow, hurlers, get thee to the family camp. There's It'll no be fun. Zika in Maryland, is there? That's because <laughs> Zika pretty much drives my entire travel plans now. Oh, really? Yes. That's why we're not at the Olympics right now. That well, that and uh, poo-filled water in the <laughs> Rio Bay. Hey, did you see the diving pool? Did you see that it no. turned green overnight? No. Oh, you got to look that up. But I have seen a lot of news reports about horrible seawater. Oh, gosh. That's horrible. Like, they call it super bacteria. So be a gymnast I, or a track. But there's Zika star. everywhere. Don't you know that? Like, there's. I'm afraid to go outside. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a crazy culture. All right. Uh, we have a show for you tonight. We're going back to school. Yeah. So we have five points here that we're talking about. Yeah. So we really want to talk about, is it... Uh, is this something you want to do again this year? You know, we live by the mantra, every student, every year. That's mm-hmm. our personal mantra. Mm-hmm. Just assessing and seeing yeah. what, what their needs are each year. We're down to five children, mm-hmm. and we had to reassess this year. Mm-hmm. Where are they going? And we are homeschooling five kids three different ways. Right. right. Uh, that's how we've chosen to homeschool our kids this year, based on who they are, where they are, and how old they are. So let's head into that episode. K-12 believes every child is uniquely brilliant. So to prepare them for college and success beyond high school, they deserve an education designed for them. 
Learn more at k12.com slash listen for more information about enrolling. You know, a child's brilliance comes in many forms. Some are curious. We got one of those. Others are inventive. We've got one of those. And others are analytical. We even have one of those. You know, with eight kids, we have one of everything, probably. So here's the part I love. K-12 is a full-time, tuition-free, online option to traditional public school. Taught by state-certified teachers, schools powered by K-12 provide an individualized education, enhancing your child's ability to succeed. K-12 programs teach to and embrace your child's unique brilliance. Students from K-12-powered schools go on to fine colleges and universities, enhancing their ability to succeed. Are you interested in becoming part of the community of families who have succeeded with a tuition-free online K-12 education? K-12 welcomes students for grades K through 12. Visit k12.com slash listen or call 855-628-9529 for more information about enrolling. That's k12.com slash listen or call 855-628-9529. What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? There we go. Now we're heading back to school. That was the right music for this intro. So uh, heading back to school. We should think through this, shouldn't we, hon? Well, I do think that there are some essential questions that are really good to ask ourselves at the beginning of the year just to give a good framework. So the first one, Fletch, is really basic. You ready? Yeah. Why are we homeschooling our kids? I'm not answering that, but I know that's a question we should answer every year. Do you know why I think it's important to answer this question for yourself? No. Because inevitably you will get to October, maybe. (laughs) You may not make it farther than October. November, December, January, somewhere in those winter months, and you will say... Oh, I've taken on, you know, I've taken on more than I can handle. I've bitten off more than I can chew, or I'm just tired of being around these kids. So husbands, dads, this is an answer you need to have. And I've said this before for dads, because your wife is going to get burned out. It Mm -hmm. happens Mm -hmm. every single year. I don't know why we did this. I want to put my kids in school. Mm -hmm. And there are times, you know what I say when you tell me that? Go ahead. Go ahead, put them in school. I don't care. Yeah, and I love that answer, actually, Fletch, because what it does to me is I say, well, wait a minute, that's better for me, but that's not the best thing for our kids. And you and start it, arguing with me. I do. And then you argue, <laughs> and I, that's my point. You will argue yourself right out of uh, your disappointment, <laughs> your depression. Yeah, because I'm going back to the reason we're homeschooling in the first place. Yeah, so having that at the beginning of the year, if you can't answer that question, uh, that is a key one to answer. Why are we homeschooling? Why are we homeschooling? Our, why are we going to homeschool one or two, or many, or all, or none? And then I think that's just a good question in general. Why are we putting our kids in this school? Mm -hmm. Why are we choosing public school, or private Mm -hmm. school, or charter school, or... You know, whatever it is, why are we joining this co-op? You should be able to answer any of those questions. Yes. And I think the easiest reason is because frustration instills, and you have an answer. You're like, oh, that's right. Kind of like re-gospelizing yourself every day. Like I say, like, let's remind yourself how you're saved. Remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing. Sure. And then I think there's another um, aspect to that, that we can often feel pressured by friends or family or church to homeschool, you know, depending on where you are worshiping. Oh my goodness. This is like the, the centrality of homeschooling. Yeah. And I, people and are pressured. Conversely, I think this is sometimes why people choose not to homeschool because they just get tired of, you know, the pushback from friends or family or church or whatever to not homeschool. I think it's homeschool. a stupid reason to homeschool though. 
Well, it's an it's. Yeah. I think it's the second dumbest reason. <laughs> oh, there's a first. Yeah, there's reason? a first. Okay. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I mean, okay. Well, I think you know when when someone's pressuring you into doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll at the beginning you might have a lot of steam, mm-hmm. but if they're pressuring you in and you really don't want to do this, right? Or you don't think this is the best thing for your kids, but somebody's saying, "Oh, you can't put them in that godless public school," or "Oh, you can't put them in that Christian school for this reason or that reason," or whatever but you know there's yuck everywhere yeah it's not like can i say it go for homeschooling it. is not going to save your children what yeah yeah it's almost exactly. like there's a couple episodes of this podcast people should listen to i think we really need to make sure we're following the lead of the holy spirit because you're right homeschooling is not going to save our kids we actually did some episodes called homeschooling won't save your kids uh, or will save your kids. Um, and then we did a part two of that. So go back and listen to those if you haven't, because we've got to remember um, that our acceptance is in, you know, what God has asked us to do or in God alone. It isn't yeah. in what people are pressuring us to do. And again, now you're going to remind me of our other favorite term, which is hope shifting. You mm-hmm. know, if you shift your hope over to that and say, my kids are going to be protected because they're homeschooled or because we go to this certain church or because Mm. we do. And you start shifting your hope either onto the world. Yeah. And that's the negative. That's where people are digging into, you know, drugs and alcohol and sex and Mm -hmm. money and, and, uh, identity issues. Yeah. Or if you go to the other side, which is the religion aspect that says, Oh, I will protect my kids by going here, here and here. You're going to end up at a picnic table in a church where the (laughs) queen mother F word of them all is carved into that chair. And you realize, I protected my kids by coming here and sitting in this location, yeah. keeping them with mom. And they're asking me, well, what's this word mean? Right. You know, so yeah. there, there is no way to protect your kids in this world. You are supposed to be a shepherd. Absolutely. And you should make good choices. Don't yeah. mistake us. Don't. And there are times to shelter a child from a situation, a parent, a, or not a parent, but, you know, sometimes people talk about having a, a family member who's abused their child or shelter yeah. that kid from yes. that person. Right. Absolutely. That's not what we're talking about. It's just that fear that drives us. And that's my third point. If you are homeschooling because you're fearing the world is going to taint your kids or public school is going to be their downfall, this Fletch is the dumbest reason to homeschool. <laughs> Open it up for me. What do you okay. think? Why do you think that? Well, because I think there are legitimate reasons to pull kids out of public schools or to keep them home for a season or their entire school career. We've done that with several of our kids. Um, but fear shouldn't fuel the forward momentum. Do you know what I mean? So, um, there are parents who, do you remember back, um, Columbine was that first, uh, crazy big school shooting that happened, um, back when we were just starting to, to raise children and, um, people started homeschooling after that. There were people who pulled them out or after Sandy hook Um, or whatever. They just say, I'm so fearful of the environment that uh, the campus they're going to be on. Yeah. Because of that fear, it's crippled me. I'm the only safe place for him. Yeah, and and it's scary stuff. I understand, um, but we drive cars, and children are 200 times more likely to die in a car accident mm-hmm. than in a school shooting. Yes. I looked it up because I was curious, and you know we have to remember we could die slipping in the bathtub. I mean, you know, we we can't let our fear drive our our choices. And, and so make that choice to homeschool, but don't make it because you're so bound by fear. And the thing is, we're told over and over and over again in scripture that fear should not drive us. You know, Psalm 27, one, whom shall I fear? The Lord is my salvation. He's a stronghold and I don't need to be afraid of anybody. Um, so the Psalms are full of verses about fear and the Lord. Um, second Timothy, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of self-discipline. So 
homeschool. Yes. Great. Make that choice. It's such a good one. We're very glad we did that for our family, but don't make it in fear. Yeah. And you are really sharing a concept uh, that a lot of homeschoolers should get. You're sharing a concept of economics, the economics of fear. Yeah. Because if you're fearful of riding on an airplane, Mm -hmm. it's that same thing. There's a bigger chance you were going to get in a car accident on the way to the airport right. than on the plane to wherever you were heading. Right. Uh, bigger fear that you were going to have a heart attack on the beach than by the shark in the water. You know, all <laughs> these, you just look at the economics so of true. fear yeah. and you find out that you, if you were given the economics, you, you wouldn't be as fearful anymore. Or you might never get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah, there's some true, statistic true. about dying in bed. I don't know. Yeah, they're probably, <laughs> probably like suffocating in bed too. So, right. But that's just something to, it, that drives a lot, not just this discussion, just that idea of economics. Yeah. So I think another good question is to say, are we really equipped to do what we're supposed to do this year? Because, you know, everybody's got these years that end up being the harder homeschool year. You know, pregnancy, a moving, a job loss, whatever those things. And we've talked about homeschooling in times of crisis before on the show show. Um, those variables, you know, be very realistic about them and it is absolutely okay. You ready? This is Kendra's mantra to ask for help. It's okay. Get help where you need it. Um, online classes. Hello. Love those online classes. Um, I'll just tell you straight out of our own family. I don't like science. We know this because I actually speak on not liking science and how to teach while you don't like science. Um, so I have an eighth grader who needs physical science this year and I was just kind of moaning and groaning about it yesterday and the light bulb went on because I have a 17 year old who loves science, who's going to be majoring next year in science. And I said, I would rather pay her $10 an hour to help the eighth grader with their science than to do the eighth grader science. So so that's what we're doing. I hired my 17-year-old to oversee her work and make sure she's doing what she needs to do every, you know, kind of a benchmark, keeping her onto it, yep, every week. Um, And then she does go to a co-op situation for or lab stuff and things like that. So wow! So uh, the idea of being equipped for the year, every child, every year. Uh-huh. There might be years where you're not equipped to do what needs to, do to be done. Oh, that's right. I mean, I think of math just undoing parents lately, right? Um, and you brought up science, but there's a lot of things that physically or emotionally mm-hmm. you just can't do it this year. There's so many good online options too. Yeah. Um I mentioned Kerclick because it's one of my favorites um but you know you can just put in homeschool online live classes and you'll get all kinds of other resources as well. Oh, well, you know, in this this reminds me Kendra of an email we just got this week from Chelsea out in St. Olaf. Uh I forget where St. Olaf is. Chelsea, I'm sorry. She uh, it's, it's like a Golden ne- Girls Omaha, thing, Nebraska. right? Wasn't Betty White's character from St. Olaf? I don't know. I just remember the, I remember the (laughs) snowman, but, um, she had written this letter, like, how do you homeschool through morning sickness? Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a year for you. Nine months, no, 16 weeks. I don't know how Uh, many, 18 weeks, weeks, 18 weeks of I'm not equipped to homeschool Mm -hmm. because I'm going to be gathering my children around the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) So I get, that's one of those times, but now Kent, I have a question for you. Maybe this will lead you into your fifth point. So you're not equipped. What, what do we do this year? What are we supposed to do? Are we done? Do we just not teach? Well, and you know, um, from my standpoint, Fletch, I, I'm a super duper academic girl. I love, I love learning and I love reading and I love, 
um, discovering new things. And I do love science on that level, you know, of the wonder of things and whatnot. I don't love to study <laughs> it so much, but I do love academics. And, um, so I, I want my kids to have a good academic experience. I want them to be well prepared. I want them to be able to do upper, you know, upper educational choices and things, whatever that looks like for them. Um, and so just quitting is not an option. Um, just saying, oh, it's okay if they don't read till they're 23. That wasn't an option for me. Um, you know, all those things I wanted to keep pushing forward. I wanted to keep moving forward, but I had to look every year at what that was going to realistically look like. And that's what I want to communicate your level of what you can handle or what's going on in your life or what your situation is, is very different from mine. And if you're not an academic parent and you know, you know, your kids need to have a certain level of, of schooling or education, you need to think about all those things and how that's going to happen because I'm going to say this too, and this might not be so, so, um, easy to hear, but you do need to homeschool your kids. You do. If you are making this choice, you can't just decide, eh, I don't feel like doing it today. You have to get up and teach the five-year-old to read and you have to get up and you've got to make sure the fourth graders doing their multiplication tables. You have to do the work. If you can't physically do that, um, you've got to figure out how that's going to get done without you. Hey, K-12 is our sponsor. And I just throw that out there because that's all subjects, all grades. If you need to default to an online program that does everything like that, I know Bob Jones University has something similar. There are others that are available online. It's okay, mom, do that thing. So that actually propels me into the next thing, Fletch, which is just, can we accept other options if homeschooling isn't the best thing for our kids? Yeah. Now that is just fighting words among homeschoolers. I know. But um, we know, because we've been around so many homeschoolers for so long, there are all kinds of things that can be thrown into the mix. So an angry teen who wants nothing to do with you. How do you homeschool that kid? How do you homeschool a junior higher who's just begging to go to real school? We had that one. Um, you know, how do you, what about that fourth grader whose math skills are way beyond you? That was our nephew who just graduated from Princeton on a full ride math scholarship. Yeah, you know, he was out mathing his dad in like fourth grade. Yeah. So, so, you know, how do you do that with a baby on the way or, um, or a military deployment or all of those things you have options. We are going to be the people that tell you this. You always, always have options. And you may ultimately decide that keeping your high schooler home to work on your relationship is the better option. But you might also find a really compassionate, loving, wonderful teacher in a well-run school who loves on your teen and points them to Jesus. Can you, can you step back and let God do that work? in a paradigm that's different than what you thought it would be at the I, kitchen I table. I think a lot of homeschoolers struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I think they're unwilling to let go of that grasp. I agree. But you can let go of that grasp mm-hmm. when your hope is not in you. Yeah. When your hope is in Jesus and you go, you know what? He's way bigger than me on this situation. Yeah. And he's way better in control because you know what? You're not in control. <laughs> you do not have control <laughs> over your kids and their salvation, and their brains, you mm-hmm. don't have it. And as soon as you realize it, it took me a lot longer. I had to remember this week. Mm-hmm. I wrote someone an email and said, hey, I just remembered again, I'm not in control. Mm-hmm. I thought I was. Once again, I thought I was in control, <laughs> but I need this reminder. So, yeah, is there options? Yeah, there are options. Yes. Are you willing to look at them? That's the question. Yeah, exactly. Our God is a God of creativity and surprises. I mean, if you haven't figured that out now, 
it's coming. <laughs> You're going to figure it out at some point in your life that God will pull the rug out from underneath our idols. He will um, just deliver beautiful options that you never knew were going to be such a fantastic thing for your child or your family. Um, and not one size, you know, never, and never just one size fit all. And, and you've got to be willing to look for them. Yeah. You know, you've got to be willing to say, oh, that is something God was throwing at me. That's right. I don't need to stiff arm that. So homeschoolers down and dirty back to school. We had five recommendations for you. Kendra in review quickly. Yeah. So number one was why are we homeschooling our kids? Number two, do we feel pressure by people to keep homeschooling? Um, Number three is are we homeschooling because we fear the world is going to taint our kids um, or public school is going to just crush them. And then uh, number four, are we equipped to do what we're supposed to do this year? And number five, can we accept other options if homeschooling isn't the best thing this year? Now, I think in such a short episode, we probably stepped on a lot of toes. We smashed some sacred cows. Mm-hmm. We poked people with our stick. Probably. <laughs> if we did, we're sorry. We don't mean to poke and hurt you. We just want you to think along with us. But we may have made you think in the wrong direction, and you may be angry with us, and you may want to tell us that you're angry. That's okay. You can email us, <laughs> info at homeschoolingirl.com, facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl, or you can tweet to us. You'll catch me over at the tweeting world at homeschool IRL. Now, if you want to reach either of us individually, you can catch us on social media. I am at the Mango Times. And Kendra, you are? At Kendra E. Fletcher. So we'd love to hear from you on this one. Hey, if you're going back to school soon or if you've already gone back to school, we hope that things are just cranking and you are having a great start to your school year. You know, Kenj, we do not have any letters from listeners, so you people need to get busy and start writing to us. <laughs> Head on over to iTunes, click on your smartphone, smart device where you're listening to this show, leave us a review. You can just click one to five stars, or you can actually write something. But if you write something, I'd like to be able to read it on the air. You can email us all those ways. We haven't heard from you guys in a while. Likewise, we'd love for you to support this show one of two ways other than that. That's go on over to patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. You can financially support us so we can continue to bring you great shows, or you can do something even easier. Go buy some coffee, carolinescoffee.com. Use the code HIRL. You'll get a 10% discount. And people, I'm not sending you there because it's just an advertiser. I drink their coffee every single day. I love it. That's why I'm telling you about it. Kendra? parting words for our great audience. Have a great school year and let God lead you and not your fear. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com. 